How did you arrive at uh, this uh, final decision to the PM? Let's put it this way, to say that all the unions are supporting a remodeled systemic evaluation system. We are supporting a system that will be able to evaluate the state of health of our education system. That we are saying that uh, the frequency, we should attend to the question of the frequency of when we are administering uh, that system. We are proposing, as all the unions, not only SATU, that uh, we must consider an annual kind of arrangement whereby these tests or examinations are administered over a total of three years. That allows us, Bongi, two years in between for remedial action, for interventions, targeted interventions, to respond to all areas identified as weaknesses and challenges during the period of diagnosis. So we are not again evaluation. We are just saying that let's strengthen the current evaluation system that we are having such that we improve our education system mm. uh, moving forward. And that's basically how we came to that decision. In but fact, what it is a decision based on an agreement okay. we had with the Department of Education uh, two weeks ago when we said we will need time, almost 90 days, set aside for us to be able to work on the remodeled kind of instrument. So we were surprised when they then just made a U-turn on the decision that we had last time. And, and really, remodeling of the current annual national assessments means what? It means, firstly, you look at the question of the, of the frequency of the test. Currently, if you say it's done, it means it's done every year. So we are saying if you remodel it, you then run it or administer it over a period of three years. What that do, Bongi, is that it allows you more time to be able to teach. Because currently now, we are spending some time, more time, in terms of testing the learners. In fact, what is happening in the country now? Our country, our education system is almost a high-stake test kind of education system, whereby you have not only at the level of national, this national assessment test conducted, you have many preparatory uh, assessment systems uh, throughout the country. From the circuit level, you have something called CANA, which is the circuit and annual national assessment. And that then is followed up by district annual national assessment. Then we have PANAS called provincial annual national assessment. So we are spending more time on this national assessment, and then we compromise the teaching time, the whole process of the engagement between the teacher Mm. and the learner. We need more time to be able to teach, and that's why we're saying remodeling. So if if the department then insists on not, at least for now, remodeling uh, the ANA as we know it, would you rather then this system is done away with, or would you still insist that uh, perhaps uh, there needs to be a greater focus on the BANA and GANA, as you tell us? No, we are saying that uh, we need... uh, to, it would be unfortunate if they would want to insist on us going ahead, more especially because we had an agreement when we met them in Durban two weeks ago that we would have to remodel the team. As the unions, even today, we are meeting with those reps from the Department of Education to work on a remodeled instrument. As per our agreement we had with them uh, last week, we're just calling on them to be honest negotiators. They've consulted us in good faith, and based on the agreement that we reached with them, we must set up the task team. We are ready. All unions are ready to deploy their officials, to work with the officials of the department on this remodel instrument. That all agreed with. No one was coerced to agree with the unions mm. on this remodel instrument. So, so what's the way forward up now? To our decision we reach, continue with that. What's the way forward? The way forward, forward is that let's. The way forward is that let us 
remodel the instrument as per our agreement with the Department of Education two weeks ago. Let the officials task him that we are establishing be given the 90 days to work on this thing. And then after they finish this thing, we come back and pronounce to the country on when we are going to launch a new remodeled that tool that we are going to implement in future. All right. But as things stand right now, no honor this year. Look, it's not possible. It can't happen because we said we are giving ourselves 90 days. Okay. So we are saying we don't know the work, the outcomes of the 90 days. So we'll only be able to determine a date after the testing has done its work. We got you. Thank you very much. Gosana Dolopi is uh, the South African Democratic Teachers Union Deputy General Secretary. We stay with this story now. And uh, we joined on the line by Professor of Education Policy and Head of Education Leadership Policy and Skills at Wits uh, School of Education, Professor Bram Fleisch. I got, uh, hope I got it uh, right, uh, Professor. Uh, thank you very much uh, for, for joining us. Good afternoon and good afternoon to your listeners. What, what do you make of uh, this toing and froing about uh, the, uh, the test, the annual uh, national assessments between the department and initially with the SATU, but right now it would appear the majority of teacher unions have joined in? I think part of the problem has to do with the very complex intention of the ANA test itself. So the ANA is trying to do three distinct things. The first thing, it's obviously very important as part of teacher development. The ANA test sends a benchmark to all teachers from grade one through grade six and grade nine about what kinds of activities learners should be expected to do. And that really gives a very important insight for teachers about their classroom practice and it also helps them to get a sense of how well their learners are doing against the test. So that is a very important purpose of, of ANA. The, the second purpose is for accountability purposes and I think this is what the unions are concerned about. That, that they're not just looking at how children perform but they're going to be benchmarked and they're going to be assessed based on their learners' performance. And the test is doing that as well. So the schools have to submit um, their assessments to the district and to the province. There's um, certainly are extra internal validity tests done to that. And then there's a third purpose for the ANA, which is essentially a system benchmarking, looking at how we're progressing over time. And one of the challenges that we're facing at the moment is that tests struggle to do all three of those at the same time. Um, and they're often intention, those, those different purposes are intention, and that partly explains why we're struggling at the moment, at the moment around the ANA test. Now, if you have ANA as a diagnostic tool that will help you go through all these problems, identify problems at least, it's been going on for five years now. Why has the department not come up with then the, the, the solution to say, we know now where the problem is, here is how then we need to intervene and then help our learners in those areas? I think that you need to recognize that the ANA is part of a process that the department has been engaging with. There's no doubt that through the last three years, there's increasing recognition that children are struggling in the early grades. For example, in mathematics, we know that children are are struggling in both math and reading in the early grades, and there are increasing number of efforts to address that. So I think there's huge amounts of new insights that have been gained. The process of change is obviously quite slow. Uh, they we need to be absolutely certain that the new interventions are proven, that there's evidence to support them before we roll them out at scale. So I think 
the department cannot be faulted in the sense of not responding to insights that have emerged from the anti testing process. And what do you do, or rather, what do you see at, uh, at the varsity level, for instance? Uh, where do you pick up problems with, uh, with many of the learners, particularly from uh, uh, township and, uh, and, 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 and rural schools, where there is no additional assistance when it comes to uh, where they have problems? Well, not necessarily at varsity, because it's often too, very difficult to differentiate where the big unique problems begin. But certainly from our research and the research that's becoming more and more consistent across all uh, scholars working in the field, we're beginning to recognize that the real challenge begins very early on in the children's career. We're not just talking about the ECD, but we're talking about grade one, grade two, and grade three. Many, many children in township schools and rural schools by the end of grade three, are often a year, two years behind the curriculum level. Hmm. So when you get to grade four, children are often expected to be learning in through the, the language of English as the, the lulz. Many of those children are only reading at the equivalent of grade one. And obviously once that, that beginning gap um, continues into the system, um, the the, the gap between what children are able to do in the curriculum gets wider and wider. So that's new insight, and I think we need to credit the ANA for providing us with the basis for understanding the extent to which the real challenges that we currently face can be traced very early in the educational system.